Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. I'm Dr. John Herding, here with Coach Rob Rubina. How's everyone doing today? Dr. Nick Perigini. Hello, everyone. And Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Um, so we we're, what we're going to address today is the topic of are you overtrained or under-recovered? Um, recovery is something that a lot of us, that, that we preach a lot um, to a lot of our athletes, but I can't say that we all um, follow our own advice um, because we all enjoy training. But um, we tend to feel, I, you know, I'm going to speak for all of you, but I would say less people are overtrained um, than under-recovered. I think a lot of people, especially in our world where we're treating um, in physical therapy, we're treating active individuals, Rob, in your world where you're dealing with people that are paying you to write them programs so they're motivated to train. Um, I think most of the time we're dealing with people um, that are under-recovered. So we're recommending, we're, we're not telling them to stop working out. We're telling them to um, maybe redirect the appropriateness of their workout um, for the day um, because um, we do, do feel like movement helps most everything, but a lot of times we have to manage the volume or manage the intensity of the day to make sure people are recovering so that their body can take care of the healing process or take care of the muscle building process. And a lot of times, um, Rob, I'm sure you'll speak to this, people will see better progress in the gym and gaining strength working out three days a week versus five days a week. People will see better outcomes in physical therapy by making their workouts more appropriate for what they're dealing with at the time and fully recovering to allow their body to heal the right way. Um, do you guys have any thoughts initially on that? I know um, we all have dealt with working with um, different recovery tools such as the whoop bands um, to help us monitor some of the neurological response to training to help guide our training process. Um, but what are, what are some thoughts initially that you guys have on the statement, are you under-recovered or overtrained? Um, I can start off here. So I think under-recovered, overtrained. I mean, I think in a sense, they're going to go together. Uh, I would say in terms of being overtrained, some things like if you don't have a whoop or if you don't have a Fitbit or something to help track those metrics, you know, some of the common things you'll see are, you know, a change in appetite, uh, maybe a change in sleep pattern, uh, maybe a onset of some nagging injuries. Um, You'll notice maybe a perceived uh, an increase in perceived exertion, that RPE we've talked about before during your workouts. Uh, you'll see decreased performance, loss of appetite, those type of things. Um, so they could help guide you um, just to enlighten you a little bit if maybe you are entering a, entering kind of a CELA where you are overtrained. Um, that being said, you know, I touched on it a little bit. I think we all, um, take for granted modern medicine and forget for, um, hundreds of thousands of years, the body was really good at fixing itself, really good at adapting to its environment, really good at adapting to the stressors that, 
um, our ancestor, like ancestral, um, you know, ancestry had to adapt to as life was uncomfortable. And as life has become more comfortable, um, we're forgetting that the body's really good at healing. We just have to give it a chance to do so. Um, and the stresses of our everyday life have become sitting at a computer screen all day. Um, as we sit here, um, I, you know, myself and Nick have talked about, we're both feeling the, the stress of sitting at a computer all day for eight hours a day versus we're in the clinic treating patients because we're in the middle of the quarantine. Um, and that's starting to affect how we feel. So we're really starting to understand what some of our patients um, are feeling as they're under recovered because they're sitting at a desk all day and they're, they're, um, they're wired because of caffeine and the stimulation of a screen and, and the stress of a boss yelling at them while their kids are sick and they need to do this and that. So um, I, I do think we take for granted the, the fact that our body is really good at healing. We just have to give it a chance to do so. Just to, just to add on to that though, and I talked about this a lot yesterday in my Q&A, right? So those rest days, like, and you mentioned, John, like, yeah, our bodies are great at adapting, healing, right? Doing everything that they need to do. But I also think like, that's like a, like a older school of thought, like rest days, right? So whether you're overtrained or under recovered, like, I think one thing we could talk, talk on here too is maybe not like having that traditional rest day anymore, but maybe more so having more of an active recovery day, right? Where instead of just being completely sedentary and not doing anything to advocate for your body or to promote health and regeneration and recuperation, maybe, you know, go for a walk, foam roll, do some mobility stuff, do your prehab and rehab. Use that as your active recovery day to help kind of promote yourself and better prepare yourself for your training in the coming days. Yeah, big big fan of those uh, regeneration days or recovery days. Um, you know, I think a lot of this conversation comes down to this uh, this formula. You know, of, <laughs> take my glasses off of this of you know stress plus recovery equals adaptation. I think it goes back to understanding why we're working out in the first place. And a lot of us, for for whatever reason, we're you know we're working out because we have a goal whether that be hypertrophy or endurance or strength, whatever it is, we, the goal is the goal. And to get that goal, we must have a stress. We must have recovery to get our adaptation. And when that formula is skewed with too much rest and not enough recovery, we don't get the desired um, adaptation. So instead of trying to focus all of our effort on stress, 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 and the workouts, 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 more is not always better. And so that's where, you know, that kind of overtraining type symptoms can come into place, but it's probably a, more of a balance between the stress and the recovery to get our desired adaptation. And I think a lot of people don't really understand the responsibility that, that, that they have when they start an exercise program. Because um, a lot of people are motivated to work out when they first start. They're motivated to stay in the gym, but they're not motivated to do the things that actually make your workouts worthwhile, which are going to be your recovery techniques, which comes down to as simple as are you sleeping and are you eating and you know, are you doing you know, things to, to promote the adaptation that we need. So. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are motivated to, to do the stress, to do the hard stuff, 
but don't take the other things as, uh, as seriously because it's hard to feel or see the results of sleeping eight hours a night um, and, you know, eating appropriately and not eating like an eight-year-old. If, if that being said, Nick, what is your number one um, – if, if, if someone asked you for your number one recovery tool, what would you say? Foam rolling. Hmm. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's for me, it's, it's sleep. I think sleep yeah. is, I think sleep is a, a mult, an exponential multiplier, either in the positive or negative direction. Meaning I think it has, it, you know, whether you have good sleep or whether you have bad sleep, your life will be affected exponentially by whatever amount is going on. You, you multiply that across a day, a week, a month, and I think you're going to see huge changes in everything, in performance, and you know, we're seeing that this is in weight loss, especially in strength training, um, and also things like you know, your mood and other like hormonal factors. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and say sleep on that one. I asked you that question because that's my number one and I knew you were going to go there. And the number one book that we recommend for that guys is why we sleep by Matthew Walker. Yeah. It is the, one of the best reads I've, I've read, especially in the last couple of years and it really opened your eyes to the power of sleep and why you need to make sleep a priority over anything else in your life to start. Right. I would, um, I mean, on the surface here, guys, like obviously, I agree with you on sleep. Well, I kind of disagree with you as it being number one. Um, so like for me, I think you finish a workout. And I think like active recovery, like I think not to put that number one, but number two after active recovery, I think we have to replenish, right? So hydration and nutrition, I would actually make number one from a recovery standpoint, because otherwise, I mean, I mean, you think about it from a nutritional standpoint, that can affect sleep in a lot of ways in itself. So if we're not properly supplemented or nutrition, we may not be sleeping anyway. Um, so just, just throw that in there, a little tidbit. Love it. Rob, what would be your number one recovery technique? If a, if a, a, pay, a client asked you, what's the number one thing I can do to feel better? My number one, I'm, I'm probably gonna go to sleep as well. Um, but, ju but, but just to give my quick thoughts on, on the initial topic here of are we overtrained or under-recovered, I come down to, to let's simplify this, this, this question here. Like, how do, we, how do we test recovery, okay? There's a lot of testing measures out there from a recovery standpoint, which you guys have already brought up, RPE, um, you know, whoop band, sip it. So first, have to find something to, to test recovery because we have to be able to measure it if we're going to provide someone a recovery circuit right or a lighter workout we have to have a reason for doing that we first have to test recovery and track recovery just like we're tracking your strength just like you're tracking power um just like you're tracking weight loss whatever um, and as you're tracking that you might see day-to-day -day changes where someone comes in they were up all night studying or they have a, a something big at work, you know, a big presentation, whatever it might be, and, and, and they come to see you the next day. And, and I find a lot of value in, in getting to know and building rapport with your clients because then you're able to, to know them on a personal basis and know when they're feeling good and know when they're not feeling good. And they can straight up tell you, 
I feel like crap today. All right, well then that's your answer. Are they recovered or not? Mm-hmm. Um, when you know that they usually come in all bubbly and happily. Um, so that's going to impact your training. Just, you know, just as simple as like, if you don't have access to all this technology, like, you know, just getting to know the person is going to go a long way and knowing if you're, if you're recovered or if you're overtrained or if you're undertrained or whatever the situation might be. Um, you know, so there's a lot of day-to-day changes, week-to-week changes that, that you might see, you might catch from a simple handshake and, you know, just getting to know the person and knowing what they have going on when they don't see you for that one hour. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, I think having, having a good idea as to, Hey, like you're only seeing them for three hours a week. What are, else are they doing the rest of the hours for the rest of the day for the rest of the week? Um, you know, so I think that's going to impact your training program as well. Um, I think one other point that you guys brought up. if we're speaking in general, um, you know, from a, from a general sense here, most people are undertrained, in my opinion. Um, I, I feel like they're just, they don't know what it's like to push themselves. They don't know what it's like to train hard. Um, they don't know what it's like to actually lift weights. So, so, you know, from a general standpoint, that's usually, that would probably be my answer. Um, but the real answer is like, hey, like, let's understand the person. Let's manage that person appropriately just like we're managing every other component of their exercise routine yeah um there's a lot of great stuff in there rob for number one i think there's a million ways that you can test someone's um ability to work out in the day and if they are uh, you know whether it's overtrained or under recovered um like you said a simple handshake i know people will use jump mat training people the the question you just ask them how they feel you don't need to spend all this money on these different straps and Omega waves, another one too. Like a lot of people will have like three workouts. We'll have a green workout, a yellow workout, a red workout for each day. Yeah. You know, like that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, so if you don't have access or, or a lot of that technology, um, there's a lot of simple ways that you can, you can help someone. But you know what, Rob? One of, one of my really good friends is on the U.S. national team, U.S. soccer national team staff. And he, he said like they have access to every single one of these things. Right. But if they're on the field, everybody's just kind of walking around before practice. He'll go up to a guy and say, how are you feeling today? And that's how he knows. But to add the caveat, the guy that's trying to make the team versus the guy that knows he has a spot, the guy that's trying to make the team is always going to tell him that he feels good. That's true. He's not going to, if he's a fringe player, he's not going to say, Hey coach, you know what? I I feel terrible today. I'm probably not going to have a great, a great session. Um, no, he's going to tell coach, he's going to want to make a good impression. He's going to say, Hey, you know what, coach, I feel good. I'm ready to go. Um, but the, but the guys at the highest levels understand, even though we have access to all of this stuff. Um, if I just ask a simple question, that's going to give me the information I need. And, and if they have access to all this stuff on game day and the guy does a high, a, you know, an Omega wave that says, Hey, you know what? It's probably not the best day to start him. Are they not going to start their best player? No, they're they're going to start they're going to start their best player regardless, yeah. right? So load load management, John. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, right? Um, John, but, I mean, I I think I think you guys have touched on like probably one of the most important things like people can take from this actual podcast, and it's knowing your athlete, right? Like even when we get clients in. 
like you said, there's all these different measures you can take home and you can try to measure and objectively find out where your athlete is along that training scale. But ultimately, just recognizing agitation, recognizing like, hey, how you've been eating lately? Have you had a loss of appetite? Are you losing sleep? Like, I think those subjective things, whether like, you know, I know some places will have like athletes fill up questionnaires, daily questionnaires about some of that stuff. I mean, I think that can go further than any of these objective type things like whoops or, you know, Fitbits and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, like you said, right, it's, it's feel. Like, get to know your athlete. Um, get to know them. What, like you said, Rob, getting – what are they doing outside the gym? What are some of the simple fixes that we can make to, um, you know, just really impact them? And, and for us, it sounds like it's sleep and nutrition to help them recover. It's making sure that um, they do take a recovery day where it's an active recovery day or it's – and, you know, more passive and they're just taking complete rest. But um, that's really where the adaptations to your training happen is when you're resting and recovering. So if you just keep breaking down and breaking down and breaking down, you're not going to see the results from your workout that you really truly want. Well, on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening again. Thank you for listening to Training Room Talk. If you guys have any questions or want us to address any topics, please email me, John, at J-O-N at um, precisionperformancept.com. And we appreciate you listening. Please share the content as much as you can and help us get the word out. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Did you know we now offer done-for-you templated workouts that focus on joint stability, strength, and balance to promote both health and longevity and improved performance and movement capabilities. We also offer individualized remote programming, one-on-one -on -one virtual PT sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals. Visit our website, precisionperformancept.com to find out more. If you continue to like the content we are putting out, please consider donating to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash training room talk. There's some great benefits on there for you, like 20% off any of our programs or free sessions one-on-one -on -one with any of our coaches or physical therapists. Thank you. And we appreciate your support.